welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode of the podcast, recorded on World Mental Health Day, we'll be joined by Raul Andrews Jr., who is the Executive Director of the American Psychiatric Association Foundation. And as you will hear, Raul will be discussing a host of topics related to mental health. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. And now let's hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Raul Andrews Jr. Raul, good morning. Thanks for being with us, first off. Morning, Dave, and thanks to you and all your listeners for having us. Today is World Mental Health Day, so having you on the exact day is kind of cool. It really is. We were kind of chatting during the news break there. I was kind of relating something that I had heard about 50 years ago from truck drivers. They said, the good thing about trucking is that you have plenty of time to think. The bad thing about trucking is that you have plenty of time to think. And I thought that might be a pretty good way to kind of jump into our talk here this morning. No, it's a great way to do it because one of the things that the pandemic forced the rest of us to do who don't have the privilege of being on the American road is to think. And what we learned during the pandemic is that we all have mental health and we all have mental health needs because the mind is going to tell your body what it feels. Yeah, the mind, body, and the biome. We're hearing about the biome now, connecting to the brain. We can have real pain from a physical illness or physical injury, but then our brain can also create some pain if it has nothing better to do sometimes. So one of the reasons we launched the Mental Health Care Works campaign and we're using World Mental Health Day to profile it is because we have to start prioritizing to the point you're making our mental health in the same way you prioritize your physical health. It's not like a left tire and a right tire on the truck. It's the truck that's got to get from point A to point B. The human being has to get from point A to point B. And if the mind and the body aren't aligned or they're not aligning, you're going to have some difficulty being efficient getting from point A to point B. We're going to kind of jump into three word, I won't call it a slogan, maybe it should be a mantra, three word mantra that you've developed. But before we do that, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. A lot of folks may not know what the American Psychiatric Association Foundation is and what you guys do. So maybe you could kind of give us the Reader's Digest version of the association itself. Certainly. The APA Foundation is the charitable outreach and research arm of the American Psychiatric Association. This is the largest body, Dave, of physician psychiatrists in the world. We've got members across the United States and 100 countries, over 38,000 strong. What the foundation tries to do is to promote a mentally healthy nation where we live, learn, work, worship, and play. And we use tools and tips and resources like our Mental Health Care Works campaign or our Notice Talk Act framework to get patients, caregivers, friends, and family the tools, tips, and resources they need to get better connected to care so we can have better whole health outcomes. Because you can have health, but if you don't have your brain or your mind engaged in that quotient, then you don't have whole health. Essentially, you're really not healthy. You're not healthy because there's no health without mental health. And I think one of the things that we have marveled is that as we've come out of the pandemic where people have had, because of social isolation, more time to think. 
Even though we're not on the road, we've had more time to think about our depression, our anxiety, PTSDs or other childhood traumas that we've carried with us into adulthood. But we've also seen the world changing around us. So now government is being a little more responsive because we have, for example, the 988 crisis helpline where people can call or text to get connected to mental health care or resources right now. If somebody's on the road and taking a pit stop and just wants to talk to somebody about what's going on, they can call or text 988 right now. And when they go get a meal or a cup of coffee, they want to look on their device and check out our website. We invite them to go to www.mentalhealthcareworks.org. And let's take the first step of moving from awareness to different behaviors to get better. So ultimately, when we get to the out years of our campaign, which is multi-year nationwide, that people will live. There is no health without no health, just as much as we're saying it. I am a past board member of Truckers Against Trafficking, dealing in human trafficking. If they had a bumper sticker, it would say, if you see something, say something. You may be wrong, but you may be right. And we've had numbers of truck drivers who have been right in that situation. Taking that idea, you have come up with three words that kind of function in the same way. The three words are notice, talk, act. And I thought maybe we might take those apart a little bit, starting with notice. Who's noticing and what are they noticing? So I want to credit our doctors, our physician psychiatrists at the APA working with our staff to develop the Notice Talk Act framework. When we talk about notice, it's trying to notice when my behavior, Dave, or yours seems out of the ordinary for a long period of time. We're not talking about just a bad day on the road or a bad day at the office. We're talking about weeks of bad days. Once I notice the signs and symptoms that you are more easily agitated or you seem more withdrawn or you're constantly talking to us about you being burnt out or you're even openly saying, I feel depressed, I feel anxious. Some of these things, once we notice those signs and we see behaviors that are consistent with those signs, then we now are attuned to, we got to do something about it, but I don't have to go to medical school to be able to help. See something, say something in your world, notice in our world. I see Dave struggling. I got to figure out how to help him. I got to meet him where he is. And he may not be comfortable talking about what's really going on that's making him feel anxious or depressed or sleepless. So then we got to come up with some words to talk constructively to talk positively about what's happening. And I got to be a trusted messenger of what's happening, but even more so a trusted listener. So I can hear you tell me, Dave, what's happening or what's happening to somebody you know or love or vice versa. And once we do that, then we don't want to engage in Notice Talk Act if we haven't gone to the website to figure out what act is, because these are the tools, tips, and resources that help us take the first step to help, the first step to healing, the first step back to hope. And if we can do that, Dave, we can notice or act our way to better health outcomes that might be going to see a doctor, could be your family physician or your primary care physician, and you just go talk to them about whole health, not just about your knee or your elbow or your fingers. Sending your children or your grandchildren to the pediatrician talking about their whole health not just the hip bone or they bruise their knee on the slide. 
We're talking about all of the things that might have precipitated, might have gotten them on the trajectory to hurting themselves on the slide. That might have been intentional, Dave. But we got to listen to hear why a child might want to hurt themselves in that situation where they're at like. You use the term burnout, and boy, don't we all use that term, and almost like a cop-out in a sense, because it's a code word, and it's designed to dismiss the conversation. In other words, Raul, you look down today. Anything going on? Oh, I'm just kind of burned out. Oh, okay, we all get burned out, and you kind of let that go. So understanding how to kind of listen between the lines, I guess, is something that you really want to really kind of zero in on. Yeah, that's absolutely correct, Dave. And the good thing is working with our communications team, we actually did a YouTube video that explains Notice Talk Act. Again, any of your listeners are pulling off for a quick break and want to get on their handheld device, just go on YouTube and put in Notice Talk Act framework. And you can see the video. It's about 90 seconds long. It kind of walks you through very easy. You don't have to have a medical degree or a medical license. That's the whole purpose of Notice Talk Act. What do we do for those 300 plus million folks who are not doctors when they're in the home or in the road, on the field of play, in the chapel? What do we do for them in the school when they see these signs or symptoms at any age or at any stage? How can they help now take the steps to get some people closer connected to healthcare services and supports that they need? When you take the second word, talk, Obviously, you want that person to talk to you. But I think a lot of us feel as if we are expected to have answers, too, aren't we? Like, we get into this conversation, and this person kind of lays out this terrible feelings that they have, this hole that they're in or this box that they're in. And you automatically think that, oh, man, i got to come up with some answers, and then you try to do that. That's not the point, is it? You're not there to give answers. You're there to give some support and maybe some direction towards getting some help from somebody who knows what they're doing. Dave, you're spot on, and I think as I've looked at the Notice Talk Act framework, that's the toughest part for me. Because in many instances, people do ask me questions and they're expecting answers. So when I'm in the talk frame, and I've had to do this for family and friends, sitting there just absorbing, listening to what they're saying, and watching their body language as they're describing their struggle is so desperately important to getting us closer to the help we need. And then the guidance that can be provided, we're trying to talk people into strength so that that coping, that resilience, that hardening of our armor, human beings, to get the courage to get some help. That's what we're trying to do. We don't know what that help is, though. So the help might be going to see a licensed physician, doctor, to get them the support they need. Could be primary care. Could be a psychiatrist. It could be a faith leader. It could be diet change. How do we monitor our sleep? How do we power down our devices? But again, the nice thing about this shifting perception and attitude is because you have a 988 outlet there, if you really get stuck and overwhelmed in talk phase of our notice talk act, we can immediately tell somebody, let's call or let's text 988 and see what the professionals think. Or 
sometimes, Dave, because I've listened to your burden and it was heavier than I thought it was going to be, now maybe I need to go talk to somebody because you hit me with a lot. Oh, you were struggling, but I didn't know you were struggling that significantly. Now I need some help. Maybe I need to call 988 or text 988, the National Crisis Helpline. But it also might just be, why don't we just go on this mentalhealthcareworks.org website together and let's just poke around a little bit over a cup of coffee and let's just see what we find out. And we might get some of the answers that we're looking for that get us on the highway to mental health. I listen, and then I try to pick out a word that you kind of circle back to. And I want to circle back to the word strength, bringing people to strength, making them stronger. Because if something is bugging you to the point that it's constant and it's actually causing real depression or real anxiety, not just the bad today, good tomorrow kind of thing, but the real thing, that's not going to go away, essentially. That's going to be there. What you have to do is learn how to cope with it and then rise above it. That's maybe one of the points that folks miss or maybe the point that sometimes I miss? Sometimes coping can get us through an overnight. But if we get to that point with Notice Talk Act where, again, days turn to weeks and weeks turn to months and sometimes months turn to years, just turning off your device and cutting off all the lights and getting a good night's sleep is not the solution. Then we need some action steps, some constructive action steps to rebuild our armor to get stronger. Because at some point, we're all up, but at some point, we're all down. And sometimes we do need a hand up to help us get back onto solid ground. Depression, anxiety, PTSD, that can come in so many forms now, of course. The thing about them is that, as you say, they are all treatable. There's another thing that you talk about, and that's the first step, the first step campaign. It's a three-part first step. I saw an interview where you kind of laughed about that. Well, the first step actually has three steps, but the first step is awareness, The second step is behavior. The third step is attitude. There's that group of three words again. And, of course, three is such a powerful number in itself. We're talking about self-awareness here, if I'm not mistaken. So it could be third-party awareness of somebody you know or love, but it could be self-awareness as well. So what first step is our shorthand version of mental health care works? Because sometimes people want the fancy title with the bow around the box. And sometimes people just need a brown paper bag and to keep it moving. So first step is just the way so people can see how to take awareness to get to behavior change and ultimately lean into these shifting attitudes that there is no help without mental health. Behavior is the second word in that first step idea. What do we mean by that? Are we looking for behaviors in other people or in ourselves? Or are we changing behavior? And I guess you have to basically face the behavior before you can change it. So here's the good news for your listeners and for you and me, Dave. The behavior we're talking about is the act of Notice Talk Act. So we're having the right conversations. These are courageous conversations. They're not difficult conversations. And once we've had those conversations, these courageous conversations, then we summon up the courage to take the first step to act. The act might be calling 988 helpline. The act might be going to the mentalhealthcareworks.org website. Or the act might just be the next time I go see a doctor because I got to get a physical, I'm going to talk to the doctor about all of what's going on with me. And again, not just that my hands seem like arthritis is setting in. It's making it harder when I'm on the road. 
Sometimes a doctor will ask, too, how are you feeling mentally and emotionally? Not all the time, but sometimes they'll do that. Are you thinking more and more are kind of bringing that component into their own healthcare practice? Yeah, I think the pandemic has shifted even how primary care physicians are dealing with their patients. I just had my annual physical about two weeks ago, and I was very grateful and relieved that part of my intake questionnaire asked three questions about how I was feeling about life and myself. And then when I got into the treatment room with the doctor, he was asking me some probing questions beyond height, weight, and blood pressure. We were really talking about stress on the job, stress at home, so forth and so on. So I think they're understanding, because they've all been through psychiatric rotations to become doctors, but then, well, I'm a heart doctor, I just deal with the heart. Well, I'm a gynecologist, I just deal with women and their health needs. You know, and what they recognize is I got to treat the whole patient. And family caregivers are telling them, I can't be a help to you when I'm not in the doctor's office or when I'm not in the hospital unless I have a little more information about how all this stuff works. That closes out this edition of the Highway Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo, And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway Health Podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.